I just have uh, been listening to um, our last podcast. And, you know, the part where we're, like, talking about our own stuff is pretty interesting, actually. And maybe we should do one on uh, the, the topic you introduced, which is that your future self is different than your real self or your present self. And maybe this whole idea of, like, these three selves that we might have, you know, the past, the present, and the future, and, you know, whether it's the same for you at 28, um, or are you 29, I can't remember, um, as well as it's the same for me, a guy 66, and whether there's some cultural differences between that, but it might be kind of a fun topic, so think about it. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. You're not very loud. Why is that? Well, turn up the volume. Then. I have the volume on 100%. Well, turn it to 110%. Speaker. How do I do that? I don't know. This is a bullshit thing sometimes. Ah, it just happens. It just worked now. Okay. That's weird. You cut out sometimes, too, and I don't love that. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? Exactly. Become an engineer and redo the whole world? No. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> I, I mean, you could become an engineer and redo the whole world if you really wanted to. Yeah, well, I kind of try to do that. I rant and rave, and then I end up changing things and fixing things and, and driving myself crazy. Yeah. yeah, we have similar vibes that way. I go down rabbit holes because I'm trying to fix something, and then I'm like, I didn't get anything done! <laughs> And that, well, the nice thing is the few moments when I actually fix something or make the thing work, it's very satisfying. It's pretty much, yes. a, pretty much an orgasm. The only reason why I get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so. So the episode is interesting, but it's more interesting to talk about the way it relates to us, right? I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I kind of started, you know when I was thinking about the episode, I sent you that link, you know, to that. I know. I, so can you, I didn't read the link, but I listened to the, I listened to the thing that you sent me. Um, Cause you were saying that like uh casual street could be applied to the way you make business decisions or the way that people make romantic decisions. Right. Yeah. I mean, Do you want to like expand on that a little? Sure. I mean, I, I, I don't know whether formally that the whole idea of it was to make, decision you know moral decisions about what's right and wrong and that's why they did it and mm -hmm. and so it's you know limited to we'll find out in the third episode i don't know i mean so far all he's done is talked about his religious jesuits yeah well i mean yeah Jesu <laughs> but jesuits are all over the place right i mean they throughout history they did all kinds of things so uh but i'm guessing yeah i'm guessing it's pretty much limited to what they use to make decisions that about what was religiously correct in this or that setting. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's a whole interesting separate topic, that whole church, yeah. Catholic thing. You know, I, there's so much made me think about in terms of like, okay, so what does it even mean to be a Catholic? Why are you a Catholic? Where did that come from? You know, where, where do you draw the line in terms of, I'm a Catholic, but I'm not going to do what the Pope says. I love how it's like, if you're baptized, you're a Catholic. 
I think that's how like a lot of religions like do their jam but it's just like very interesting because I you know was didn't grow up religious at all and then the first sign of religion that I was introduced to was you know crazy evangel evangelistic Christians where it's like right nah honey you don't have to just like get baptized it's quite the opposite you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior into your heart and your soul yeah and how the fuck do you do that well, that's a whole, you know, that's a whole different angle on the whole thing, too, because that's that's more the Protestant thing, which is all about your mental states. Right. Not necessarily yeah. about your actions, not necessarily about rituals, not necessarily about, you know, uh, anything other than your sort of personal relationship with your savior, whatever that is. So. Huh? Sorry, I'm just I'm mimicking you because I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, as far as uh, the whole concept of casuistry, as you say, casuistry. How do you say it? I don't even know how you Casuistry. Okay, so you add extra uh, letters to it. That's how he says it. I did not look up the pronunciation on the internet, Um, but I remembered how he said it so vividly because I was trying to spell it. And I literally, you know how Google usually goes, did you mean ma ma ma? There's no did you mean ma 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 like four times. Yeah, I, <laughs> I could not spell it. Casuistry. Yeah, it's like Edinburgh and how it's spelled, you know. Or what's the uh, what's the origin of that word? I don't know. It's a good good question. I'm sure there's a uh, a googly uh, etymology of casuistry. Yeah, there's a googly thing. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so I mean that process. It's pretty, is you know, it, it's it's pretty straightforward in business, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but whether or not there's like formal rules to make it work better or not, you know, where do you, you know, he just sort of threw it out there like, okay, you got this case and you got this case, which is closer? And I'm like, well, how do you decide which is closer? And, you know, what, what are the... That's you know, the kind of the point. You have to make an argument for which is closer. Yeah, so what do you do? You like... You know, do you break down the case into certain attributes that it has? Okay, so the so the, this case has the attribute of of you know, um, uh, well, I mean, I I don't know the example. I guess you have to be specific. Give a business example. Yeah, so like in a business, uh, okay. So perfect example is okay. You want to start. Um, you've got an idea for a for a new app. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always do every day. Right. So you got an idea for a new app <laughs> and you go, okay, well, is this idea, you know, worth pursuing? Is this, you know, uh, and, and probably not. And probably not to start <laughs> with, right, by definition. Uh-huh. But I mean, really, when you think about it, the, the way that anybody rational would approach that would be casuistry, if you will, because what you would do is you would look at cases, right? So you would say, yep, you know, this is kind of like such and such, but twisted this way and this way and this way, and this has changed and this has changed. And, um, and, but that thing disrupted this, you know, if that's what you're trying to do with your app, right? Like lots of times it's, you know, what, what can we disrupt? I mean, that's the new thing in the world, right? Is, huh? Sorry, you keep cutting out. It's so frustrating. Oh. Uh, Okay. Yeah. You get, you, you're not cutting out mostly. You're just going occasionally going, wow. I 
like a wild, weird sound. Oh, well, that's not good. Yeah. Well, it's okay. It's very wowy. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but if I keep cutting out, I don't know if I'm cutting out on the recording or I'm just cutting out from you. You're probably it. cutting on the recording because I, I re-listened to some other ones and it, it was like it was like you heard me uh, earlier than we hear me on the recording. So it just sounds like you're incredibly intuitive about what I'm about to say and then you answer it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which so, is actually kind of interesting. So they've definitely got issues here on their whole... Uh-oh. You know, yeah. So well, this is anyway. Yeah. So I mean, anyways, for the for the for the business case thing, maybe it's not that interesting. I mean, it's just pretty straightforward in that you know you. It's look like at, you're just you're just collecting data in order to make decisions about something, and it's usually pretty biased because the data that you have is like a specific case, and you have to try and see like how you can apply you know, that case to your situation in the best way possible. So, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, casing, the whole idea of ca- using cases, which uh-huh. is what I think is at the heart of casuistry, as opposed to using... Ooh, prin- the word case. As opposed to using, let's say, principles or, you know, right. abstract, you know, in- instead of using abstract things like, okay, this app, um, you know, will, is it's got these attributes which make it so great because you want those attributes. You know, everybody wants those attributes in an app. Everybody wants these things. No, in casuistry, you would say, no, no, let's look at cases of successful or not successful apps and, and look and see does this new one that we're talking about, how does it compare to those cases? And is it more like this one or this one and that one without really weighing the attributes themselves, right? You're just, you're not saying they're good, bad, whatever. You're just saying, is it more or less like this thing? And if, if you, if now in that process of saying that's more or less like this thing, you probably break it down to the attributes and you'll say, yeah, well, this, this app, you know, was, was very, very sticky because in in order to get, in order to use it well, you had to invite other people, which of course meant other people invited other people who invited other people. And that's made it, sticky and so the stickiness of it uh we're going to assume is one of the things that made it successful and my app is going to be sticky because of this this and this so i'm going to be successful because that one was successful because it was sticky so i think what we should do is if we can think of examples in our lives we should like yeah report back to each other about ones because what i'm thinking of is like okay is there like I know there's examples of this. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. But like there's examples of these of these moments where we're all like, this should be this way, or things should be this way, and then we like really put it into action, and it's like that's not at all how well, it ended up being. Well, let's like like take YOLO. Okay, so uh-huh. we started with um, you know it it evolved from okay we got this building what are we gonna stick in there? I said well, how about a pizzeria. Uh, Sylvie says, well, who wants a pizzeria? Pizzerias don't do well. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they do well, but it's a lot of work and maybe it'll do well and maybe it won't do well. And so then she, she like brainstorms and kind of goes, you know, what about if you could make your own pizza? And we were like, well, that's a great idea. Is there anything like that? Yeah. And I go, mm-hmm. well, yeah, there is. It's like Chipotle and it's like uh, Subway. And, you know, those are the same idea, right? Do your own thing, customizable um, in different foods. So that was, uh, you know, Chipotle's 
Mexican food, Subway is. Right, but then what's the problem with the pizza is that it takes a long time to cook. Well, no, but hold on, hold on. Here's the process. So the process is, you know, what, what, what are those kinds of things that are like that? We go, it's those things. Um, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So then it's like, is there, are there differences that make it negative, that like make it not, maybe not going to work? And, and we thought, yeah, maybe it's because it takes a long time to cook. Um, is this really doable, practical, et cetera? And lo and behold, then, of course, we started researching and found out, hey, they're already doing this in America, okay? And so, spying on them. Right, so let's go spy on them, right? So let's that go, was so fun. Let's go understand the case. This is the <laughs> other case. The standard case is Pizza Rev or Hyology or one of those. This, and they're all doing it. So let's go see how they do it. And we see, oh, wow, they got their oven really hot. And guess what? It doesn't take that long to cook a pizza in a hot oven. Um, it takes three minutes. Wow, that's not bad at all. So, so what, what, you know, and then, of course, going back now to Spain, it's like, okay, does, does so we see that this seems to work in America. So mm-hmm. will it work in Spain? Okay, Who so, fucking knows? So how do we... Okay, so now what we do is we do another casistry. Yeah, get it together. We look and say, oh, wait, are there like American franchises in Spain that do well? Well, fuck, mm-hmm. there are. There's McDonald's. There's Burger oh, King. <laughs> there's Tony Roma's, which mm, sort of does well, not too well. Then we Tony look Roma's. around, we go to Subway. Subway doesn't do well here. They opened and they pretty much closed. Uh, Taco Bell, Taco Bell's here doing really gangbusters. So we kind of went, hmm, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by definition, you know, and what, what are the elements? Okay, so do we know why, let's say, Taco Bell works and McDonald's works? And, and um, I mean, and then there's these like American diner copycat <clears throat> things that are really not American franchises but they're like a copy of an american diner in a mm-hmm. spanish kind of way so we kind of like you know again it's it's this process of trying to say okay does this teach us anything looking at this case do we learn anything about that case to help inform us i mean and this is a business decision so what we're trying to do in this case with as opposed to the way the jesuits are doing it the jesuits are not trying to predict the future or predict something success or not. They're trying to say, is it correct or not correct? Should we do it? Shouldn't we do it? Um, but we're trying to use a case to predict another case, right? A new thing, something that's never mm-hmm. been done. And that's kind of fun in an abstract sense. It's not so much fun when you're in it and like it may spending not be good, money, right? And spending yeah. Money. Um, but it's, uh, and then, of course, what you have to do in that process is, if you're, you know, if you're doing it well, is then as you do it, you start to look and say, okay, what's, where am I, where is it veering off the cases, right? You know, where's the actual experience, this new experience? Where is it not similar in ways that I thought would be similar, right? You know, you know what I mean? You know, and so we started noticing, for example, that. Americans pretty much eat pizza kind of all the time, right? You know, it's like they go out. Yeah. They might go get pizza at noon. They might go get pizza at two. They might go get pizza at four. Obviously, there's 
rush hour, you know, there's there's never a wrong time to have pizza. Exactly. You know, you look at pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, baby. So Americans are like always eating. I mean, I bet you everyone is eating pizza right now in New York City. Right. So beep to add. Beep. That was perfect. That was like you said New York City and there was a hunk. Hello. <laughs> really cool. Um, Uh-oh. What? What's the, oh, oh, this is so frustrating. You can't hear me? You went silent for like a good five seconds. Oh, was I breathing? You said, you said beep silent. Oh. Was I breathing? Uh, yeah, what I was saying was the beep was perfect timing. You said New York City, and then a oh, and someone honked. Exactly. Oh yeah. It was such, people love that here. It was such a coda to your comment. <laughs> Should I try it again? Yeah, same New York. New York City. Crap. Nothing. Come on, guys, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> you can't count on anything. Oh, here's a plane. Yeah, planes don't count. Are you there now? Plane every five minutes. And yeah, now, now I'm not hearing you. Okay, we've completely lost our connection. Nothing. Okay, I'm gonna hang up and resend. Oh, wait, now you're back. This app, honestly, is kind of shit. Well, maybe it's the internet's fault. Episode is fucked. This is not. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to edit this heavily. All right. Well, maybe I can edit it. Or maybe this is an episode about the frustration of communication in the in the age where things really don't work. Yeah. You know. I think nothing works. You know, like in the old days, if you made a phone we call, need them to work. You know, in the old days, you made a phone call. It was expensive, but guess what? It worked. It worked. <laughs> and now it's like sort of free, but it doesn't work. Oh, another airplane. Yeah, it's not really that free. It's, yeah, I guess I it's sort of free. Well, you. Pay, um, you can pay. I read you the definition of casuistry? I know the definition. I think, but go ahead, sure, read it. Okay, say the definition. What's your definition? Uh, the process of uh using uh, specific cases to determine the, the correctness of a new situation. Okay, I have a few different ones. Okay. Th- this one says, the use of clever but unsound reasoning, especially <laughs> in relation to moral questioning, sophistry. The resolving of moral problems by the application of theoretical rules to particular instances. Uh, casuistry is a process of reasoning that seeks to resolve moral problems by extracting or extending theoretical rules from a particular case and reapplying those rules to new instances. This method occurs in applied ethics and jurisprudence. So you see, it's supposed to be. It is moral. Exactly. It's supposed to be tied to moral decisions. All right. Well, that's annoying because I like the idea of it in other situations. But right. And, and then the pronunciation looks like casuistry. Although I cannot read phonetic language, so I don't know. Well, let's assume that casuistry, the way he was saying it, is correct. Because I'm guessing yeah. he researched that and 
Yeah, because he's a smart cookie. And he talked to that guy, the Jesuit guy in Rome, the officially yeah. Jesuit guy. But yeah, I mean, he already, he kind of, you know, uh, um, up, what is the term? Cop to um, the fact that what are you trying to say? many people, you know, many people think of it being Jesuit being kind of tricky and not legitimate, you know. Oh, he, he said that he, he, he said that that's has a negative connotation. Right. You know, because of that kind of stuff. So do you remember when I was going to transfer schools? Colleges, which one, which, which one? You, uh, transfer from San Francisco State to a different school. Yeah. Or like, do you remember when we were having those conversations? Yeah. Do you, can you, can you, can you, I don't remember. So, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. do you, like what, what, what happened? What were you, well, what happened is you, ended like, what, up, you went what, to USF. What was the conversation that we had? Uh, well, you were, you were like lost at San Francisco State. I remember that. And um, so it was like me saying to you, you know, you can make a change. And you were like, oh, I can? Yeah. So then it was this sort of process about like, (laughs) you know, like what is it you want? And basically it came down to, you want to be in San Francisco. (laughs) You didn't really give a fuck about too much about where, what school you went to. But you definitely knew you wanted to be in San Francisco. And so, and I wanted a place that would hold my hand a little bit more. Oh, yeah. I mean, San Francisco State was like the, you know. It was a giant school that was like, you know, it was like a DMV for me. Oh, it's like the worst. I think there's no, no you probably could not find a place more chaotic than that place. It's good for people who know what they want to do and they can go bing, bang, boom. Well, I mean, even there, if you remember, like, required... They had good arts classes. Yeah, but if you remember, required classes were not available. Yeah, it was a mess. And so it's like, well, I have to take this class, but I can't take this class. So what do I yeah, do? Yeah, because it's too crowded. So, like, you would, you'd, you'd probably be there for, like, eight years. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just insane, you know, and... and you, but it was cheap. You didn't have anybody to talk to or anything about, you know, like, working it out. Yeah. So if you were, you know, if you were obviously this, you know, a very kind of wily, uh, you know, do, self, self, I can do things myself kind of person, uh, or if you didn't really give a fuck, like my brother, and didn't really mm-hmm. care whether you graduated or showed up to classes or anything, then that would work. So you, yeah, there was two, you know there's two kinds of students who could do well there. So and and that was the other thing. I mean, yeah, we saw that it had a lot of cool art stuff, but again, you would have to like really, like you know, yeah, be confront teachers and like you know, mm-hmm. and you you were terrified of that. You'd never wanted to confront anybody or you know, yeah, stick, fuck that, stick, stick your neck out. <laughs> so on one hand, I thought, okay, this will be good for her because this will be like a cool experience for her. Maybe it'll get her out of her shell. It was cool. It did a little, but you know, and then, you know, if I think, if I remember, it was like me going, you know, talking to Sylvie about this and she went, well, you know, I fucking went to USF and, um, you know, she should go there, yeah. you know, and I said, well, let's look into it. Oh, it was Sylvie's decision. Well, it wasn't her decision, but it was her Not decision, but it was her recommendation. That's so interesting. I, I mean, obviously I knew she went there, but I forgot about that. That's so interesting. Okay. Yeah. But, and the irony of it was, you know, you had gone to. You had gone to. Sorry about the sirens. That's cool. 
It's so New York. Um, yeah, it sounds different than yours, right? Then, then where I am. Yours is yours is like wee you wee you. Oh, you mean if I ever hear an ambulance? Yes, it's. Oh, must be nice. But we don't ever hear ambulances. I, I okay. I mean, the ambulances here. There's no traffic, so when they go, they don't really even turn on their sirens. And then yeah, to, that's lovely. The only time they turn their sirens on is when they come to an intersection, and then they go like that. I feel like those people are just going to go get food right now. There, there's nothing going on. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. So... Okay, wait. So Sylvie said, you know, I fucking went to USF. She should go there. Yeah, I, I kind of went. Happened? I kind of went. Oh, is it a good school? She goes, yeah, it's great. She, you know, be terrific. So I said, oh, okay, cool. And then the irony of it was, you know. It's a it's a Christian school. <laughs> it's a Jesuit school. Right. That's why I brought it up. Right, right. Because the Jesuit thing never even do we did we even talk about that it was Jesuit oh, before well, I went there? Well, I knew it was Jesuit because um I had another friend who went there, undergraduate, and uh, he's Catholic and he talked a lot about the Jesuits and you know and I always thought, wow, the Jesuits are really cool. I mean you know, yeah. in, in a, I mean, in, in a certain kind of way. I mean, obviously during the era of colonization, which was sort of when they came into their power, they mm-hmm. were using, you know, their their teaching to uh, domesticate or whatever, you know, pacify the, you know, the, the, the Native Americans and, you know, the, the, you know, the South Americans. Yeah, but everybody did that. Um but, but yeah, but the, you know, and so you know, there's obviously a lot of stuff, you know, some movies where the Jesuits are like killing people, and they're like almost like the conquistadors. And but I think there's, yeah. I think there's also that, that you know, I mean, it depends on the movie maker. Obviously, there's a lot of that is bullshit, and you know, so I think it, they're very interesting. You know, you think about the Jesuits, they're very interesting. You know, it's it's a little, you know, like the Franciscans. You just think they're okay, they're sweet. Because St. Francis just loved the animals and he was good to the animals. And the Franciscans were just sweet and sweet and nice. And the Jesuits, are more, <laughs> they're more like tied into money. And, and that's where the negative is. Because the Jesuits used casuistry to justify themselves doing a lot of things that many Catholics might have said, you know, that's really not good. You know, you're using the church to, for self-gain. And you're using it to justify lots of, you know, you're justifying lots of immoral behavior using these arguments and cases instead of saying, you know, what would Jesus have done? Um, Yeah. So. But I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's it's uh, it's got its, you know, pluses and minuses. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think I I don't even think I knew I went to a Jesuit school for like the first year. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was, it's very light, right? I mean, it's not like... There was a church on campus. Right. And I wasn't able to get birth control for free through school, but I was able to get it for free through my insurance. Yeah. So... (laughs) And we had to take theology as part of a requirement. And that was all how it affected me at all the whole time. Right, right. Oh, and we graduated inside the church. Right. Beautiful church. Yes, I remember. And it's... And it was, you know, the landmark of of San Francisco in that neighborhood. So you could see my school from anywhere, which is awesome. Right, right. And there was a lot of hot girls from Orange County. <laughs> so that was fun. 
So it's a small world. And I took the intro to the Quran as my theology. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Very cool. What, what? It was a great. It was a great class. Oh my god! Amazing teacher. What, what did you learn? What's I have no idea what the Quran's about. I learned I learned how the Quran is like insanely similar to the Bible and to the Torah. I learned how much, like I learned about you know all the amazing things about the Muslim culture and like the Muslim religion, and how it's insanely similar to all other religions, and how there's a ton of things about love and empathy, and um, you know we learned about the Prophet and uh you know it was awesome and i learned i learned a lot of arabic <laughs> <laughs> um and our teacher was a badass she was gone one day and and or she wasn't in class one day and she was only on um like i think she was on either a, a skype cam or on a conference call or something and she comes back the next class after she was on it and she rips us to shreds on how we how we how we acted with the sub and her on the phone or whatever <laughs> like she was like you guys were so disrespectful i saw cell phones fucking cell phones <laughs> like she said that fucking cell phones are you kidding me um she was the best <laughs> <laughs> Was she herself Muslim? Uh, she did not say, but she, she, you, you could assume that she either was once in her life or that she was currently, but she never said because she wanted to remain uh -huh. unbiased. Was there any like discussion about like terrorism and is there a link yep. there and how does that hook up and is it how how is it the case that there seems to be all the terrorists seem to be Muslim and not. We didn't go into it in that amount of detail, but there was a lot of talk. I think just because, like, it's very, uh, I think it was, I don't know how young everyone was, but it was a mixture of ages. So it was, like, I think the idea of getting really into that uh, feels a little bit, like, non-PC. And so I think kids were afraid to push the button a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there was some, there was a lot of discussion about how a lot of the violence in, and it has nothing to do with the Quran. So mm -hmm. we weren't learning about Muslimism as much as we were learning about the Quran itself. Right. Because um, it was intro to the Quran. So we were, so it was just fascinating how a lot of the Quran is just like, has nothing to do with, with violence. Um, and it's all sort of like, you know, an appropriation of, of the religion over time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you read the Old Testament, it's incredibly violent. It's very violent, yeah. You know, and it's like so ridiculous. So yeah, the first two weeks of the class was just comparing it to the other other books and how you know how they're very similar. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, because they all sort of like came out of the same thing. Well, I mean, they came out of the Old Testament, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. But like a lot of people don't know that. I guess is my point. Oh, really? Yeah, like people my age don't know that. Oh. Well, not people my age. People, uh, I guess like a lot of the people that I've spoken to in my life. But I, you know, I learned that in college, so I'm not a genius either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so How's your life? 
Pretty good. Pretty good. Mel, uh, Mel's not here right now. She went out with friends last night. We let her stay out all night with friends. Cool. But we were like checking in on her. And um, what does she do? Huh? What does she do when she stays out all night? Well, it's very specific that she goes with a group of girls and they go to this section of Alicante that you know real well, the old, uh, the barrio, the old. Yeah, quarter, the port. Like Quo Vadis and those bars yep. there. And she goes. Yeah, to, I know all those bars. <laughs> she goes to some bar where they allow 15 year olds. <laughs> even, yeah. Even though she's not 15, but she gets in. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and they think it's cool to do that. And I guess some of the girls try to get booze. She claims she doesn't. And her friends. She told me she doesn't. Right. And she says. We had a very candid late night conversation about it. And she's like, no, I don't drink. Mm. And I was like, so doesn't it get boring? And she's like, yeah, kind (laughs) of. Yeah. So I think she gets bored with that stuff. But she had friends um, coming from Paris these exchange student friends that she knew knew from when they, you know, they were doing the school official exchange student thing. Mm-hmm. So a couple girls came uh, from Paris. So they, that was like the thing it was five girls all going out. And so she begged and begged and begged and, and we finally buckled in and said, okay, they could do it. And they, so they checked in and, and it was good. She, she was well behaved in terms of communicating with us at least. You know, letting Good. us know where she was and all that stuff. And then they take an Uber. Not, it's not an Uber, but it's like an Uber here um, to get to the friend's house that they slept over at. And How would you compare, like, dealing with Mel as a teenager, quote unquote, to, like, dealing with me and, and Alex as teenagers? Um, Sylvie was telling me something about that the other day. What, was, what were you saying to me yesterday about how I was? How Hi, Sly. Hey, hi. Uh, how are hi, you Mel differently than them? What was it? You told me something I can't remember now. You, Yesterday you were saying like... Yeah. Yeah, we can't remember. Yeah, that was a day ago. Yeah. Come on, Dad. <laughs> yeah, we were like not too good with that. You going in the pool? Yeah. Okay, I'll be in a minute. Um, so... Uh, well, she's, um, you know, was, everything's different, right? So, I mean, Alex. Of course it's different. I mean, all the circumstances are different as well as. The- I just mean, if, if you could do a control on some of the stuff. Well, it was weird. I mean, actually, last night when Mel was out and everything, I made me think of that time when you called when you were with your mom and she threw you out on the street and we didn't like go get you. And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, maybe I should have handled that differently, you know, <laughs> um, and um you know, maybe what I should have done is, you know, is called because I could never tell, you know, when you were screaming and yelling related to being with Kyle, mm-hmm. whether that was just you trying to manipulate me to get in the middle, you know, and mm-hmm. and get you away from your mother. When I, I felt very strongly, you had to have a relationship with your mother. It just wasn't going to work, you know. Right. Um, and unless you had a relationship with your mother, regardless of whether she was drinking or not, one way or the other. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, if you got to the point where you said this happened and this happened and, you know, we all agreed it was like, you know, she's out of completely out of control, that would be something else. But I never saw her out of control. You know, I, I never yeah. witnessed that. So, you know, one of my dilemmas was always thinking, okay, you know, are you guys trying, you know, and with Alex, it didn't come up because Alex was, in, we put her in boarding school. Um, yeah. So, um, 
And Alex was just, you know, the relationship with Alex was just her being pissed at us for being in boarding school. But, yeah. you know, and 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 then when when we were like living in Glendale or whatever, she stayed. She was with us a bunch of times and well, part of the summer. And, you know, it was it was just like, OK, you know, letting her letting her do her thing and just you know, mm-hmm. trying to make sure she doesn't kill herself. But, yeah, she, she seemed. You know, after she, when she got older, when she was like 16, 17, she seemed to be okay. You know, okay, she's not crazy. She's not self-destructive. Maybe, yeah. maybe more like she was at 13, where she was a little out of, you know. I mean, certainly she when she was living with your mom during that time when they were at, you guys were at Rebay and Alex was just completely fucking up. And, yeah. and that's when we made the decision to put her in in the boarding school, it was like, okay, this is not working. This is, you know, mm-hmm. but we, and, and with you, you know, obviously once you, well, you were living with us, but then I, there would be these every other weekends you'd be with your mom and invariably there would be like these explosions. Right. So. Well, that's when, sh- that's when the drinking actually got really from my memory. That's when the drinking got really bad. Yeah. So I left to be with you guys because I started to notice it being bad and I could, I was foreseeing my life in high school with her as I was going to be a moron. Right. Yeah. And so it wasn't bad yet. And then I think what really pulled the trigger, I I told you this, but I overheard you on the phone with someone saying like, she's not going to move in with us. She says she wants to, but she's not going to do it. (laughs) And that pushed me over the edge. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to do it. So if I hadn't if I hadn't heard you say that, who knows what it would have. Happened. That's very funny. And but yes, I remember I remember you saying that very vividly, and I was like, "Fuck that! I'm doing this." And then that's when I remember like the every other weekend thing. Yeah. Like the only time she dropped me off on the freeway was during the daytime, actually. Right. Right. And that was on one of those every other weekends, and I actually don't remember calling you that time. But I do remember calling you other times that I was having like freak out. Right. Come get and I me, think come you're I think you're combining combining those okay. two stories. But yeah. It could be. I mean I think I think I think uh grandma, you know, attacked me a few times combining those things as well. Saying, you know, yep. you're letting her do this, this, this. It was, it's her fucking mother. Okay. Yeah, because it was the one it was the one like terrible, terrible, terrible thing she did. Yeah. Everything else was like t- not terrible. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I handled it, but like it, 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 you know, it, it can get mixed in with a lot of other stories, but I remember that very, very well. Yeah. You know, so it was like, um, in, in, you know, I mean, I, I thought about it just, oh, open the door yourself, you stupid cat. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you? You can open the door. Which cat is that? This is the black one. Stormy. Okay. All right, Stormy. Wow, yes. cute. He's so cute. Um, he, he's the one who basically lives with Mel. Um, he sleeps on, literally, I, you, sometimes you'll go into Mel's room at like 1130 in the morning, you know, to see if she's up yet. And she's lying, uh-huh. lying on her back, snoring with the cat on her chest, <laughs> sleeping. So cute. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I, have to take a, oh. I have to take a picture. Please take a picture next time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean. I had thought in that, in that, you know, when I was thinking about it last night, I was like, 
I guess I did roll those stories together and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it does seem weird to me that if you had called in the middle of the night out on the freeway that I wouldn't go and get you. That didn't seem like something I would do, but yeah, no, then that's not what happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was I called you in the middle of the night, probably once or twice, um, like on a weekend when she was like, when she was getting right. really bad and we were having fights and, and I didn't know what to do. And that was early on. And then when you, when you stopped responding to that, I stopped calling you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I would just call like grandma and then right. grandma one time just calmed me down. Like she just like took me from, you know, a hundred to like five and like, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, no one ever really responded the way that I needed them to at the time. And that was probably the right thing. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, you know, it was, it's, I mean, there was, there was no question that, you know, you have the process. I mean, I see it with, with Mel and Sylvie a lot is the mother teenage daughter thing really mm-hmm. intense. So, you know, you, you guys have your stories kind of remembering like Alex being attached to the wall by Sylvie. And, and of course you being the youngest always, like, I don't remember that. Okay. Well, that was Alex. Alex remembers that story where Sylvie like pinned her up on the wall or something on a, uh, no mom did that to me, but I don't remember Sylvie ever doing, Oh, maybe she did it to, to Alex. Yeah. I don't know. Sylvie, Sylvie never touched me. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you were always very careful to like, you know, the youngest is always like on tiptoes and, like learn, yeah, learn. I learn a lot. Right. The, the, the youngest, I mean, I was listening. Remember on his podcast, he was on this last one, the two sisters who are twins. I think this was. His. Yeah. And he goes, one of them, I'm the oldest, so I'm in charge. I'm the youngest. I always get my way. Um, yep. So, you know, that's and that's pretty true. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the experience was that that, you you know, I, I would observe. I was always like kind of torn about Sylvie fighting with you guys. And you guys, you know, how you treated her and, and, you know, me trying to figure out how do I make this family work and Sylvie getting pissed. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sylvie always getting pissed at me for like, you know, like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Taking (laughs) your side. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not taking their side. I'm just trying to get you to, you know, (laughs) and, and, and then finally I, you know, kind of gave up and I just said, look, wait till we have Mm -hmm. our own kid. And I just, you know, yeah. I, I even said, That's smart. I even said to her, you know, I hope, I hope we get a daughter just so you can fucking deal with it. <laughs> and, you know, she got a daughter who goes at it with her, like nothing compared to you guys. I mean, Mel, I mean, now Mel is actually in a mellow phase, which is great. And maybe it'll stay that way. Um, you know, well, she's a she's an early bloomer. Yeah, I mean, when Mel was 11, 12, well, actually from seven till 12, you know, she would go insane. And I mean, there were situations where, she, you know, she's with Sylvie. She's screaming out the window, get call the police, call the police, you know, yep. to people on the street. Kids love the police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Kids love to bring the police in, into right, it because she's convinced, you know, that <laughs> the police aren't going to do anything. <laughs> well, you know, it, I mean, she knows that, you know, this is child abuse and, yeah. you know, and all this, that and, and you know, and the the you're you're a great arguer and um, but you could never really, you know, fight with us very much. And nor did you, you know, do I remember you trying? I, I don't remember you. 
I would argue with mom and she would say, you sound like your father. Right. And I would, and I would laugh, but I think my arguments with you and Sylvie were you guys yelling at me and me being like, Oh fuck. (laughs) And then me being, and then me pushing back a little and then you guys like, you know, punishing me and then me crying and running away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember you with, you know, like going out or anything. What what was that about? Going yeah, out? Going out, like wanting to go out at 15 or 14 or 16. Why didn't I go out? Is that what No, I don't know. Did you go out? Were you going out? What Did we stop you? Were, um, you? were there fights? I can't remember. So I think what it was is like I was a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have a social life until my senior year. And then in my senior year, you guys gave me a curfew. And and then I would come home when you guys were already asleep, like an hour past my curfew. And as long as I was home in the morning, it didn't really matter. Okay. Uh, and then one time you ground me because I spit in the dog food. And then one time you ground me because I had a party, which was totally warranted. <laughs> <laughs> But that was the only party I ever had, and I like literally was had anxiety the entire time <laughs> because I I like I locked your bedroom. I I like hid all of the alcohol that I thought was important, except for that one bottle that got past me. I guess <laughs> um, you know it was DiGiorno or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't important, but I like hid all the fancy stuff. And then the the entire time I was like running around watching everybody and. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, obviously, I forgot to throw away the beer cans that were in the trash can and didn't realize that someone had drank the entire bottle of DiGiorno and that, you know, that gave me away. <laughs> yeah, so. And, and the way and the way that you punished me was so classic. It was like, hey, Sam, so did you have a party uh, over the weekend while we were gone? And I was like, no. Why would I? And then you were like okay, well, do you want to come to the trash with me and look at all the beer cans? And uh, my, my bottle of, uh, my bottle of cognac is gone. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. I, I had a party and I'm did it. And he was like, yeah, so you're grounded for this much time. I was like, okay, great. And that was it. Yeah, but you were, and you, and you were laughing through the whole thing. Yeah. Well, we all had those parties, you know, we've all done that. I know, but it was just so funny. And like, it was kind of like my last, my last like probably couple months with you guys, yeah. Too, yeah. And so you like thought it was hilarious, but you know also were pissed at the same time. Yeah, but so so you weren't like trying to go out like at sixteen or fifteen and stuff like that. No, I was a total loser. But were you having sex? No, I didn't have sex until college. Oh, okay. So you, so it was. Really... I was terrified of sex. Oh, what about Alex? Was she? Alex was having sex with her boyfriends, not with random people. But how old was she? I think she had sex at like 16 or 17. Okay. So, but that was at that school that she was at. Um, I think she was definitely doing sexual things at Rebe, but I don't think no, she not had at lots of it. No, she was already at the other school. She was already at Southwestern. I know, but she was doing sexual things at Rebe, and then at I think 13. she lost her virginity. I think she lost her virginity at Southwestern. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would make. Or not at Southwestern, but during her time. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe at. I mean, she was in that 
dorm. I know. I remember she told me, she told me about it yeah. and no, it wasn't, it wasn't at school. Okay. So like now um, yeah. here in Spain, it's like a whole nother world, right? You know, yeah. there's like, these are 14 year old kids going into the quote unquote big city. That's Alicante, right? I mean, you know what Oh my it God. Is, yeah. Right. Yep. And, and they're out at three. In it's the like morning. five bars. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But it's like, uh, uh, well, there's a lot more than five bars, but in that. No, there's like five bars in, in the inner side. And then there's like three bars on the port in that. Yeah. But no, there's a million bars, but you just don't know. Them. No, I know. But like, Would I you... think the ones that are like, like the hot fun yeah. ones, I don't know. That's yeah. Well, that was like 10 years ago. I mean, they keep changing obviously, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah. What? But anyway, you know. Oh wow, that was ten years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you know. I lived there when I was nineteen. I think, weren't you? You were. Yeah. Yeah, I was nineteen. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, something like that, or twenty, maybe. Yeah, I, I was at the peak of, peak of my sluttiness. Yeah. So you were with the Italian guys and the French guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hilarious. We had those fun lunches, and you were like, you know. You know, just bleary eyed, and I'm like, so how's the how's the Spanish going? You know, ah, oh, it's fucking great. I'm really learning everything. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would make it to class. I would just be, you know, hungover. Right. So, uh, you know, it was hilarious. I had fun though. Yeah. So, so yeah, but so here's Mel at 14, and yeah. you know, and this is like. And Sylvie was like you. She didn't lose her virginity till I, maybe not even, maybe even after college. I don't know. It must have been during college. And um, you don't even know. So yeah, she told me, but I can't remember. Um, That's fine. And um, so she doesn't know. You know, it's like. And then Mel is like her, this argue. You know, she's like you with the legal. You know, the legal arguments. Uh huh. You know, and her main. Well, she got that from you guys. Yeah, I mean, well, she exactly. I mean, she just goes at it with Sylvia and me, you know, whatever. I'm pretty good at taking your argument and like turning it on, turning it on, turning it on its head. You're the best at it. And so (laughs) I said, you know, you're gonna lose if you do, you know, if you keep doing it this way. But you, but she knows what that she can appeal to my, you know sense of she's going to be responsible she's going to do this she's going to do that yeah and you know and she knows that you were maybe a little bit of a troublemaker when you were a kid yeah but that that doesn't count you know i know i used to appeal to that i tried to used to appeal to that side of you when i was younger well, she could appeal that to me knowing i'll go yeah okay i, I can see how that could work but then the, it's not going to help with her mom so yeah it's true so and i'm not going to argue for because my you know her mom is definitely not saying she she definitely goes well. You're not a fucking good example, so yeah. it's not like if I said, "Oh yeah, I did that." She's gonna go, "Oh great, then you, and your daughter can do it." You know, so yeah. the argument has to be the one in which how are you going to make. I'm it? not like everybody else. Yeah, how are you gonna make? You know, okay. So here's the th- here's the male thing. So about about four months ago, so you know, Mel is you know telling us all this stuff. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. So about four months ago, we're cleaning up her room. She's not there. The maid's cleaning her room. I take it back. And the maid finds a half-empty bottle of rum 
and oh boy. a big thing of Coke under her bed. A big thing of Coke? Yeah. Somebody Cocaine? Had... No, no, no. Not Coca-Cola. Oh, rum and Coke. Okay. Yeah, oh my god, a... I almost had a mini heart attack. Okay. Yeah. No, no, not, not cocaine, no. I was no, like, you can't get cocaine in Alicante. I've tried. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, yeah, they call them Cuba Libres here, I think. Uh, Roman uh, Coke? Yeah, I think so. Disgusting. Free, free Cuba. Free Cuba. Uh, Ugh, barf. So, of course, Sylvie's, like, freaking out. So, mm-hmm. we go, okay, well, how are we going to handle this? So, we do the, you know, so... Is there any reason for us to think that maybe we right. would, in, you know, find anything like this? So, so I love that. Yeah. It's so <laughs> finally, it's like we bring it out, and she goes, "Oh fuck." <laughs> yep. And so we go, "Okay, what's the fucking story?" <laughs> and and this is hilarious. This is the story. The story is that a friend brings this to her. To hold for him because house and she needs because to hide what? it for, for him. But they never did it, anything. They never drank at the house. They never had it. She never did anything. I said, so we go, okay, so let me get this straight. You're storing his booze for what reason? <laughs> like, like, why is he storing it here? Well, yeah, because I won't get caught and he will or something like that. Like, I have a big I said, so you think that's a good idea for you to like, you know, do that. And mm-hmm. of course, Sylvie's not buying any of it. She's like, no, no, you guys were drinking. You know, you had friends over and you were drinking. Yeah. I mean, regardless of whether or not they were drinking, I think your your argument, I mean, your point is more interesting, which is like, OK, do you think that that's a good idea? Yeah, you're just gonna you're just gonna do whatever your friends ask you to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, who cares if you were drinking? Like, you're just gonna. Is that something that you want to be doing? <laughs> so the logic of a 14 year old is this: it's it's that. Well, he was gonna come get it, and I'm like, yeah, and he and he didn't get it, did he? It's here. Yeah. She goes, yeah, I forgot about it. Okay, so it so so basically, it's harmless because it was just sitting there. And it was just being stored, and and then she forgot about it. So therefore, you know, it's okay. And I'm uh-huh. like, okay. I said, so basically, like, if a friend gives you a gun or a bomb, uh, you're gonna store. <laughs> Love it in, that argument. Yeah, you're gonna store that in my fucking house, and and tell me that it's okay. Um, well, it's not, Dad. It's just booze, and you have some. I said, well. Uh, how about That's also a great argument? <laughs> I said, so how about then if you think it's okay, right? Yeah. Why didn't you ask us if it was okay with us? Oh, good. Yeah. Right? Because after all, it's okay. And she goes, well, because you'd say no. And I go, so why would we say no? Yeah. I don't I know. I don't know. All right, I yes, said, you so, do know. I said, so, so basically... You think for no reason at all, we would just say no. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. So He's lost. <laughs> I said, I don't think, uh, I'm not buying that. I said, the very fact that you hit it, the very fact you didn't tell us, tells me, you know, it's not a cool thing to do. It's not acceptable yeah. to us. And 
that that's the part. I said, forget whether, you know, I'll believe that you said what you said, that you're not drinking and you weren't doing anything. But the part that's not acceptable is that you just think, you know, it's okay to hide stuff from us. Um, and then the bottom line, Mel, is guess what? Where does that lead to? She's like, what? Well, we can't trust you. Right. We can't trust yeah. you. Well, yes, you can. I said, no, we, we can't. can't. Trust you, no, we can't. It's real bad. Yeah. Because you're doing stuff and not telling us, and therefore we don't know what you're, what the limit is. So, you know, we're supposed to trust that you're only going to do the mm, things that you sucks. think that you think are good, but not that we think are good, you know? So we went Ugh. anyway. So, yeah. So she was grounded for, I know that whole game. She lost a whole bunch of things for that. And yeah. Oh crap. You're cutting out. This is a terrible recording. I can't hear shit. Yeah, it's like all just cut off. Oh. All right. This sucks, but I back? love you. <laughs> I love you too. Nice conversation. Um, yeah. And do you do you want to talk about the future past self thing next time? Sure. Yeah, that could be interesting. I was talking to my I was talking to my therapist about it, and I've I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, I would like you to. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe you can do more of the talking, and I can interview you. Okay. Well, if you want to come up with questions. Yeah, I will. I'll work on it. Okay. Cool. I like that. All right. Awesome. So let me know the next time you're free, and it doesn't have to. Doesn't even have to tie to Malcolm per se. Okay. All right, baby. Have a great weekend. You got anything? Anything planned? Yeah, I'm going to the park right now. My friends are, are, are moving to San Francisco. Oh, so this is the last time we all have to hang out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but going to the park and going to hang yeah. out and and drink rum and Cokes. <laughs> <laughs> any any, any interesting day. stuff on the job hunting front or just? Um, I had that phone interview, but that was it. Um, but I'm, I'm, um, I'm doing Python classes online okay cool um so i'm gonna try and learn python and see where that leads me what's what what's python for i I, in the web you see data science oh okay cool yeah mel is it's like the basic if you want to be like in the world so i keep telling people i want to be data adjacent and they're like if you want to be like in that world the first thing you should do is learn python so that's what i'm gonna do cool cool and it's pretty simple, and like I don't have to memorize all of the commands, but I just I need to know the basics of it, do my own project probably, and then like know how to look up commands really easily. You know, and like you know, with with yeah. your mind, I bet you would like programming. I do. I I really like it so far. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you can go beyond that and do other things, and like learn, but you know, like object oriented programming. You know, just like take a class in that. Um, yeah. So I'm doing. I spent like 200 bucks for this year long membership and they have a bunch of different stuff. So I'm going to do as much as I can on that site and then go from yeah. there. So uh, object oriented programming is, is like a fundamental basics thing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really worthwhile. I think. Do you know what, like what program 
it is or is like popular or like what language is used a lot or it, you can be i mean everything nowadays is is oop right so you know java is and and python's going to be and you know yeah. and php is so but it if you, basically you just take it's it's a class about it's it's a meta class right oh it's about it. so it's okay. not it's it's you could you could do it in any they might offer it in different languages. They might like say, this is introduction to opera, you know, object oriented programming. And we're going to do this in Java, or we're going to do this in Python, or we're going to do this in, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, you know, Ruby on mm -hmm. rails or, you know, any of the different languages. But um, I, I would say probably it'll be in Java, you know, just because Java is like the most common language nowadays, you know, Android's written in Java and, you know, most, a lot of the net. All the cool, all the cool shit's written on Ruby. Though. Well, Ruby is Java. Okay. Ruby, oh, Ruby okay. is just like a higher level version. I love Ruby. I, oh, okay. I did, I did a bunch of work in Ruby on Rails and it's a piece of cake, you know, to learn it. Um, okay. So, but I mean, the bottom line is, is you're really not learning the programming language. You're learning, you should be, the class should be about, about, uh, the, how the languages are constructed and the concepts so that okay well if you see any good courses that you know of or you hear about people talking about it let me know because i'm like I'm, I'm i'm in the basic stages of it right now obviously but like if i want to if i'm interested and i want to keep going and I'm, I'm invested in it then i'll you know i'll spend some money and well i mean you said you joined yeah. this thing that has classes right yeah, it's an online thing. So, it's an it's called Code Academy, and they have like different tracks, and it's like it's okay. So they must have look into it just a general program. I mean, track on object-oriented programming, the concepts. You know, okay. learning about classes, learning about classes and methods and factories and you know instance instances and the whole logic of that, the ideas of it. So you kind of wrap it around your head. I mean, I had to definitely work on that because. You know, I came from a when, when I learned computer programming it was all procedural. So it was a whole different world. Yeah. And and the whole idea of objects is fascinating. And and it's very valuable to kind of understand that design, just the way things are designed. So, I mean, I've actually read some, um, you know what, idiots guides to um, are really good, believe it or not. Okay. And there's like some idiots guides to object oriented programming You know, you can buy it for like 20 bucks. Um, and okay. you get an ebook version or a physical version, and you know they're they're pretty they're pretty good books. And then they usually have okay. like examples, and they're usually in a particular language, and then you can put them on your computer and run them and play with them. But maybe they have examples in Python. So you know you might if you're doing Python, probably you want to stay in that. Um, yeah, Python's like the basics for all like data science right. stuff. So like the very very like the the you know the standard. Right. Right, right. Mel is actually taking Python next year in school. Oh, cool. That's awesome. We can talk yeah. about it. So Sylvie said oh, to me, hey, you better learn Python so you can help Mel. I said, okay, not a problem. I'm sure. Well, if you want to use my account, you can use it to learn it. It's really cool. It's yeah. fun. I mean, there's... I, I'm serious. You can just... I have it for free, so you can just okay, use well, it. Okay, well, send me the login. I'll send you the credentials, yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, cool. I love, I love you. you too. Open. What did you say? Open. Object-oriented programming. OOP. Object-oriented. Okay. That's like you know the foundation of the of or, you know of. It should have like something as soon as you put that in. Yep, I'm here. Cool. Um, 
So you just, it's like learning about how pro, you know, the programs are designed and what the concepts are. And, you know, they may or may not, when you're like taking a, a class in, let's say Python, they may or may not be like, either they're assuming you might know classes and instances and methods, and then it's better to kind of have that framework and that, you know, mm -hmm. or they might be teaching it, but then they're like, you know, they may not fully flesh it all out. Right. They'll just like, give you enough to go, okay, this works, you know, I can move forward. Right. So um, uh, to me, it helps a lot if you have the underpinnings of like just how things are designed and uh, uh, because then you become much more comfortable with the, you know, you know that, okay, that's an example of this and this is an example of that. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So Okay, cool. All right. I'll check it out. Thank okay. you. Okay, so let me know when you want to talk, and I'll write some questions down for your past, present, and future. Okay, so, cool. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.